Welcome to Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. A Buddha is someone who's awake within the matrix and co-creating with divinity as a soul having a human experience. Each enlightened episode is dedicated to help you level up the energy field of your Merkaba. You can manifest the parallel reality that fits the best version of you. This podcast is for entertainment purposes and does not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Now, let's welcome your host, author Von Galt, and her guest. Welcome to another episode of Merkaba Chakras Podcast. Today, we bring some aloha to you through interviewing spiritual teacher, Stuart Blackburn. Now, Stuart offers many tools for people that he has learned in his decades of studying diverse healing modalities, and especially the art of conscious manifestation. In his latest book, It's time to come home with kindness and compassion. We come back to ourselves. Stuart Blackburn explains how the ultimate human exploration is knowing your true inner self. And from that knowing, we create the universe. Stuart, welcome to Merkaba Chakras. So much. I'm delighted to be here, Vaughn. Yeah, I have heard a lot about the material that you offer, and I have been going through your website, and I do love a little bit of aloha every day. So, <laughs> but um, yes, and, and I have been studying some of the modalities as well through my research. So I just was very delighted to have this interview. And there is so much to discuss. But today, you're going to give us some insight into our true selves so that we can become conscious manifestors of our greater reality. So I want to start with the first question for you. Now, your journey to understanding these manifestation tools to teach students about is unique. Can you tell us more about how your spiritual awakening pulled you into being a spiritual teacher in Hawaii? The um, primary way that I got here was to follow the the spiritual teachings of all kinds that I could find. Anybody who had anything interesting to say, I would um, pursue. Uh, And that included, um, you know, not only uh, Western religions, but Eastern religions and things like Tantra. Um, And I found that um, while I liked Tantra very much, the classical Tantra primarily, uh, it was the shamanism that drew me the most because it is the most empowered of any of these um, kinds of, of spiritual teachings, spiritual paths. Uh, So I studied different kinds of shamanism until I came across a shamanism called Huna that uh, is based on teachings from Hawaii, 
that is very empowered, but it is not based on fear. That is to say, it doesn't assume that the world is a dangerous place that you need to protect yourself from. It assumes that the world is a beautiful, safe place that has difficulties and challenges that we rise up and meet. It's very important then to stay in as positive an energy as possible so that we can, in fact, create and manifest what it is that we desire. So it was this kind of shamanism that really um, struck me as the easiest way to um, learn about uh, conscious manifestation. Now, there are many other ways of doing it, and I'm not suggesting this is the only or even the best. Uh, it is the one that I liked. Mm -hmm. But conscious manifestation is essentially what we're all after. Everybody is trying to make their lives better. And that is, of course, the motivation for doing anything, is uh, we want to um, feel better than we currently do. So we try to make things happen to our advantage. So learning how to do that is essentially um, what all religions and all spiritual paths are about. Mm -hmm. Some are more successful than others. I would definitely and, agree, yes. And, and that's like the whole purpose of this is to provide all the different ways in which you can connect to consciousness and be an integrated self because that is the leading edge experience is to be is to have spirit or consciousness integrated into the physical so that you can experience creation firsthand in the best possible way possible um, because we could all be in spirit but we cannot always be spirit in body so let me ask you this um, what is heart-centered shamanism and how can people use it to manifest a life full of aloha. And I, I love the wonderful aloha spirit behind you because that's the picture of your garden. So how can we create that in our life and have that kind of abundance? Well, the, the key piece here um, is spirit. And you talked about bringing spirit into our lives. Um, and so I approach it from a slightly different point of view. That we are spirit, that's who we are that our conscious mind and our bodies are a function. They, that is to say, they are created by our spirit. So essentially, we are trying to get back into an understanding of who we are as spirit and understand why we are manifesting the things that we are already manifesting. So we want to change what we're manifesting. We want to learn how to do it better. Right, but right. Already doing all the manifestation right we're already we're already manifesting and many people are but that but what i find is and i'm not sure if you find this in your work as well is people are, are unconsciously manifesting and what they're typically manifesting is their unconscious fears so before people can um get into being a conscious manifester of wonderful things in their life how can they not c create out of their fears i mean you what have well, you found in, in working with heart-centered shamanism? Heart-centered heart -centered shamanism basically is my uh, term for a, uh, a peaceful, uh, uh, love-based kind of shamanism. That is to say, the ability to create what it is that you want 
without getting into fear mode, without trying to protect yourself. So it is largely based on understanding how it is that we um, sabotage ourselves. And what are some of the ways in which people sabotage them, their own creations? Like somebody, let's say somebody is working on um, creating you know, a positive outcome in their relationship or their career, whatever they're working on at the time. Um, but then self-sabotage is a common thing that comes up. So how can people recognize not to self-sabotage so they can fully get the full experience and go all the way to the end of that experience? Good. Yes. Good. Great question. The, um, one of the, the most important things is that people have lots of expectations of other people and expectations of themselves. Expectations are very tricky things and we're not taught in school how they work and how to use them properly. But expectations of other people tend to be disastrous. Right, right. What kind of expectations do you typically come across that most people have well, in common? Most people have expectations that their parents should have been better. They oh, yes. Better. <laughs> yeah. and so they, they go around being angry that their parents um, didn't do what they couldn't have done. Right, right. Everybody wants Hallmark parents, but not everybody wins the parent lottery. <laughs> yeah, well, not only that, but, but we seem to think that they should be something relatively perfect not mm-hmm. recognizing that they were doing the very best they could. Mm-hmm. And um, we have decided that because our problems um, are, that we, that we have any problems, that it's our parents' fault, so we blame them. So we don't and, take responsibility of our own. Yeah. So being conscious is, in my, in my mind, when you're conscious, you become um, self-responsible for your own well-being. You take self-initiative and you focus and intention on the things that you do and so when things happen it is not a byproduct of everybody else it's because right. they're not doing the physical action that you're doing to create that outcome um is that you know what do you what do you say about that when people want to go oh it's because of this oh it's because of that well, it's because of this so there are two, two things that i want to say then one is that um Criticism doesn't work Mm -hmm. of yourself or anybody else. It does not change somebody else's behavior to the positive. It'll only make other people unhappy and it'll make yourself unhappy when you're criticizing yourself. It Mm -hmm. doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the biggest things to be mindful of. If you are on a spiritual path, appreciate yourself and appreciate others. Right, right. Responsibility for the fact that you are creating your own reality. Now we know this phrase, we've been using it for the last 50, 60 years. But another way of putting it is, is the world is what you think it is. Mm-hmm. You are looking at your world from your own particular point of view. And it is from that point of view that you evaluate everything. And if you take responsibility for your life and say, okay, Somehow I created this situation. You know, my car broke down here. Okay, what is it that I'm learning here? Why have I done this to myself? And recognize that you can learn from every one of these lessons and take advantage of that and become much more of a conscious being. Um, But when you start blaming the world, then you lose your power. 
So you want to get your power back by taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's your things. Take responsibility and never criticize. Right. And all that criticism for our can become excuses and lower your frequency. Um, the kind of a time wasters instead of focusing on the solution and working towards, okay, I'm car broke down. Let's go look for a mechanic in the area. Let's go look at how we can finance this, et cetera, et cetera. Instead of spending the time to work your way out of this and get it resolved so you can move on to the next best thing, you just spin your wheels for much longer than you need to in order to learn that next lesson. Is that what we're doing? We're spinning our wheels in our life over and over again, not really getting to the next journey that we're supposed to go to? Oh, I don't think that there's any part that's really spinning wheels. Hmm. I think we're all learning all the time. Uh, Sometimes a little faster than at other times. But one of the things that I think makes it go faster is to recognize that suffering, which a number of religions have uh, built their religions around, particularly Buddhism, is um, not inevitable. It's optional. Pain is inevitable, but Mm -hmm. suffering is optional. Mm -hmm. We can suffer less. We can suffer less, for sure. We we don't have to suffer at all. It all depends on how we are looking at things. Mm -hmm. Suffering is a function of the story you're telling yourself. Change your story, you change your life. True, true. So how can people use the magic of Huna to consciously create a more satisfying life full of love and gratitude and moving away from you know falling into the pitfalls of suffering and, and putting yourself further into that or away from the pitfalls of criticism and blaming others how can they you know consciously manifest of love and gratitude um terrific one of the things to remember is that we're, we're really talking about energy manipulating energy how we are using our thoughts and our feelings to craft the reality that we want. So we need to remind ourselves that that what we are thinking is having a large influence of what we're about to create. And the energy that we create with is our feelings. Mm -hmm. So we want to be mindful of how that energy uh, is being used. We know that Energy will flow where attention goes. That is to say, what we're putting our attention on is what we are energizing all the time. So the first thing then is to be mindful of what we are focusing on. We want to focus on the things that keep our energy high and let go of the focus on things that bring our energy down. Can you repeat that? Because that is very, that last statement that is very important. That the, yeah, that what we focus on, if we're going to focus on things that bring us joy, then that is what we're energizing. If we are focusing on what makes us miserable, that's what we're energizing. Okay. So we have to learn how to take charge of our focus. It's the most powerful power you have. Is your and it's focus. so basic, and it's so basic, and yet so many people really naturally gravitate towards the bad news bears, towards the things that aren't working in their life, towards the things that are not getting to where they want to be yet. And so they continue to focus on the lower vibe negativity and then wonder why haven't I gotten to where I wanted to yet. So that is so important what he's saying. Focus on working on the good stuff and put less attention on the negativity in your life. Because they will fall away if you don't put so much negativity in those um, 
lower vibe aspects. Now, let, let me ask you this, Stuart. Um, how, with that, how can people get to know their inner self so that they can become empowered manifestors? Okay. Yes. Um, so the easiest way to get um, to know your inner self is to sit quietly and um, pay attention. And just by being interested in what your inner self is, who your inner self is, you will connect. When you connect every time um, you look at beauty, you connect every time you enjoy what you're doing. You connect every time um, you connect with somebody else and enjoy the connection that you've got. Feeling good, humor, um, these are all things that connect you to your inner self. Let me but, ask you something about that, right. that connection. Um, because connection is what a lot of people try to do in when they spend time with somebody, with a family, with their friends, with their significant other, with their pets, etc. We try to make connections on social media and a lot of people make a lot of connections, but they're not real connections. And so they feel a little empty, like they ate a lot of cake and they're still hungry. <laughs> so connection is just like, it's, it's the energy of life. And it, and it is what, what all of us, I think, are trying to do in everything that we do. So in working on building those positive connections that really empower you and um, drive you to want to do more of it, how can we work on building those type of connections in our work, in our personal relationships with our spouse or our significant other companion, um, in the connections that we have with our children? What are some tips in trying to build those connections in these different areas of our life that we're really struggling to um, have flow better? Okay. Well, aloha is about connection. You, you wonderfully brought that in. So aloha is that connection, that loving connection that feels so good. Mm -hmm. And criticism, um, since we've already talked about it, breaks aloha immediately. Mm -hmm. It breaks that connection. Yeah, they've definitely, they've proven that scientifically in a lot of research um, yeah. on mindfulness and meditation yeah. and other kinds of research that negativity is kind of like, a, it, it breaks, it's, yeah, it breaks your life force and then positivity builds more of it. So, yes. Okay, but the other aspect of it that's worth paying attention to then is the pleasure of connection. That is to say, everything you do is around pleasure, about feeling better. And so the more you savor the joy and love you have connecting to somebody or some flower or some animal or uh, to your inner self or the stars, whatever it is, savor the connection, the feeling and the energy of that feeling because that connects you um, or brings into awareness your connection to your inner self. And so by exploring the things that feel really good. I mean, there are lots of, of pleasures of the soul that are worth exploring. And by doing that, you get to know who you are as a spirit. Ultimately, you will want to um, join, uh, integrate really, your sense of who you are in this physical body with the sense of who you are as a spirit. Right, and right. Really sense 
that you are uh, this wonderful being before you came into this world, um, the being that you will be when you leave this world. You're here for a time to do some specific things and to understand how to manipulate energy. Well, right. You stay as spirit learning how to do that. Right, right. I mean, in essence, I mean, all traditions get go back to the, the basic foundation that I think a lot of people, um, you know, struggle with is that when we're in our bodies, we so much forget that we are a soul having a human experience. We are energy. And we've always been energy. And in the energy has manifested in this form in this lifetime, but that energy like prana is, has always existed before and after this experience is over with. So with that, people, sometimes they really get caught up in the, the physical form um, of kind of the limitations. And so, you know, how can people change the stories of being a victim of their personal circumstances, which they continue to replay in their minds and then learn and grow from it to reconstruct a new story, which ultimately changes the history of their past. And this is really, really important because people don't, I don't think people fully understand that when they change their present um, viewpoint about something, not seeing a victim, they really do change their past history. Can you explain that in terms of Huna? Sure. It's, um, you know, as, I, as many people understand, it's the story that you tell yourself that makes you hurt. It isn't what happened that makes you hurt. That happened a long time ago. It's you telling that story right now in the present that makes you hurt. And so you are hurting yourself over and over and over again. So the trick to this is to tell a different story. Generally, you can tell a different story by saying, okay, something happened. I didn't like it, but I learned something from it. And in that sense, it has been a valuable experience for me. I don't have to go through it again. I now turn my attention to the next thing that I want to learn or experience. Right, right. And so for somebody who, go ahead. It's just a, it's a, it's a matter of learning how to take charge of what you're focusing on. Not an easy thing for many people. Right. Can you give us some examples of how to apply that? So let's say, um, somebody has issue with their, their traumatic childhood, um, like child abuse. Let's take, let's take child abuse for, or, or child neglect. How do, they, um, how do they change their frequency by seeing a different story? Okay, we start with not calling it traumatic. Okay. Traumatic is a dr- dramatic word that has a lot of energy to it, that something terrible happened Uh, irreparable and uh, makes the whole change of story more difficult. So the child um, will have to feel. This is one of the things about this work because you have to feel everything. I mean, you have to hang out in it, but you have to be able to feel and say, okay, I really didn't like being hit as a child or raped as a child. I hated that. But that was then. 
I don't have to let that run my life now. I can look back and say, okay, that hurt. And um, I'm not ever going to let that happen again. I've learned a whole lot about compassion in the course of this. And I am inspired by my experiences to help other people who are, have had that experience and are trying to figure out how to deal with it. Right, right. And let me ask you something, um, because people oftentimes think compassion is done to done onto other people what about giving compassion to yourself and that re and replaying that story over and over again when you when somebody replays those stories that are not beneficial to their current and future self um what do they do to themselves what do they do to their energy well telling telling a story um that makes you feel bad about yourself uh, will always hurt you so you need to tell the story in a way that makes you feel good about yourself. You can tell any story you want. You can change any story in any way. Mm -hmm. The story is, is up to you. It's your story. Um, it's not, we're not talking about uh, absolute truth here. This is a subjective reality that affects um, how you feel about life. Right, right. I, I would definitely, I, I definitely understand that. And I hope people who listen to this understand it because I do like I do hypnosis here in Seattle. And I get some people come in for, um, you know, neglect or a, um, a childhood that was not very favorable. And, and what they come in looking at it like this was a very negative thing that happened to me. It's impacted me in all these different ways. But then when they go through hypnosis, what is revealed to them is that they can, they are continuing to punish themselves for something that happened to them um, that was, you know, done by somebody else. And what they could look at it as is they overcame it mm -hmm. and they learn from it because they're not doing it to their children and repeating that, that cycle um, to cause and bring this on to the next generation. And because they have strong enough to overcome that, they broke the chains of this conditioning that has been done, you know, generation after generation in some of these cases and, um, and able to educate others to not repeat this pattern. So you can look at it as a victim and continue to um, hurt yourself by continuing to replay that story or you can look at it in a different way as kind of the person that overcame a very very strong thing that most people in that family line was not able to overcome um, which will help a lot of people and if you look at it the other way it's actually very empowering and that i found a lot of clients become very empowered um, with that and is that kind of what that spirit of aloha and finding compassion in yourself that's the pathway in which people need to apply to their stories so they become less of a victim well absolutely so you start with that compassion saying okay i see the pain and i want to do something about it and then you be kind to yourself most people are not kind to themselves at all and in fact they're pretty they're downright nasty to themselves and that needs to stop that sense of kindness to oneself to be compassionate and loving and caring about oneself is um is the, the most healing thing i know 
And so it's a matter of not making yourself feel bad about yourself. You know, all of this, um, this the trauma that we're talking about here, it makes you feel bad about yourself. By understanding what you are feeling and understanding that you want to feel good and it's important to do the things that make you feel good and make you feel good about yourself is the key to the healing here. And so um, to let go of all the brutality that we do to ourselves mm-hmm. is the major thing. That's, that's where the cruelty is. Yes, that's... And, and I, 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 I see that all the time, and I, I'm sure you see that all the time in your work as well, where um, people, if you, if you really have compassion and love for yourself, um, you're not going to spread, you know, negativity or hate or any of that kind of stuff onto other people because you can't be what you're not, what you are not. So if you're a loving and compassionate person to yourself, that's how you're going to be to everybody else around you. Um, if you're, if you're mean and you're, you know, neg- you, you have negative self-sabotage and talk, et cetera, that's what you're doing to yourself. You're just kind of projecting to other people what you are. So um, what I always, what I always say to people is if if you split yourself into two and you made another version of yourself and every time you said negative things or done negative things to yourself or replay a negative storyline over and over again, that's what you're doing to the other person. And if you actually saw that physically in real time, um, you would probably stop. But because you don't have that separation and you don't see yourself doing it to yourself, um, you know, people get into that cycle. So, you know, with that, what advice do you do you have for people who have worked on this and they've changed their frequency so much that their inner work, um, mm-hmm. that their, their past history of reality has changed into a new parallel reality? What, what do you say to those people who, I did so much inner work that now my mom is a different person. My dad is literally a different person, you know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so everything in your world changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now they're like, I don't know how to exist in this new reality that has manifested. And that's the thing. You're, you're going to have to get used to two major things. One is things are constantly going to be changing for you. And so you have to get used to change yeah. and to expect change. Consciousness will change your reality on you depending on your inner frequency. So we're going to have to get used to that. And the other thing is intensity. Uh, most people uh, equate intensity with pain, but intensity is, is actually quite different. Pain is, is a combination of intensity and fear. Sometimes you might want to play with that and, and look at it. But um, if you get rid of the fear, the intensity will um, you know, eventually send out more endorphins uh, and you will just enjoy that. But People who have uh, feel overwhelmed find that they have reached the limit of their tolerance for intensity. And that's what overwhelm is. But um, all of the great feelings of this world, and that's what life is about, feelings, are intense. So the more people can get used to intensity, not shy away from it, 
but embrace intensity, the happier they can be. Because that's, happiness is intense, joy is intense, love is intense. So it's a matter of feeling even the bad things, but you don't have to hang out there. Just be willing to feel them when they come up and then move on to accepting the intensity of the great joys and loves of the world. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that because, you know, one of the things in the spiritual space that um, that is common is they just want to look at love and light. They want to just look at the positive stuff. They don't want to look at their inner demons, their dark side, the dark night of the soul. They just want to not ignore and just continue to focus. And so it just keeps on piling and piling and piling and then blows up and they're going, I'm a spiritual person, but why is all this old stuff coming up for me? I'm spiritual i should be thinking all positive stuff all the time i should never have any negativity but on the flip side in your work and in my work what and in many other people's work in the space what comes up is if it's brought up to you it is for you to transcend for you to work on and learn from it so you don't create that and so when you have no negativity to continue to create from because you've learned that lesson what there's left is positive things to create from so you know um i bring that up because you know like um the Buddhist tradition and many indigenous traditions worldwide, they participated in the 2012 awakening ceremonies to close out a 26 um, million, uh, million year cosmic cycle of the Earth's rotation and welcome in a higher energy to the Earth of unity. Um, and so we leapfrog deeper into this higher parallel reality. And because of that, things are manifesting faster. And many people in this space have been saying that things are manifesting faster. My fears are manifesting faster. My, my uh, abundance is manifest, manifesting faster. So what tips can you offer to people who are still unconsciously creating out of 3D paranoia in this higher state of energy where things manifest faster? I would suggest... Um... For me, the easiest way to deal with that is to look at everything in terms of energy. Because they are creating with energy. And so if they pay attention, or we pay attention, to uh, what we are feeling, our feelings are our experience of energy, right? So if we pay attention to our feelings, we are paying attention to our energy. So we are manifesting with our thoughts and our energy. So if we pay attention to how we are feeling, we're paying attention to the energy with which we are manifesting all the time. Now our feelings generally follow our thoughts. So if we are mindful of what we are thinking, then we can be mindful of the energy that we are creating with. And so it makes it much simpler rather than thinking about the qualities and all of that you know what's my energy today what energy am i creating my life with because each moment is is that we are experiencing is the creation the function of the thoughts and feelings we've just been having mm -hmm. so to simply pay attention to what we're thinking and the energy that we are creating with takes it down to the bare basics, and by being mindful of that, it's much easier to say, oh, my energy's lousy, and look what I'm creating with it. 
I'll change my energy because I can. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny how some people who um, try so hard to work on fixing a negative thing in their life, but they spend so much time musing about what went wrong, how it's going wrong, how it's not going right. And then the struggle becomes even more real, even harder. It is kind of funny. And yet it's like, how far down this did you want to go before you finally realize the lesson? and address it and work from it. So on the flip side, uh, going away from people who create a 3D paranoia, um, on the flip side, how can people who've moved beyond that and are consciously manifesting overabundance in these higher energies and they're feeling overwhelmed um, about how to balance all this good stuff, how can those people focus their intentions on um, the things that they want to experience because they have an overabundance of good stuff coming their way so much faster. So, well, you use the, the word overwhelm. So, I, I just defined it, and I think that, that it's worth paying attention to. The overwhelm is the the limit of the tolerance for that intensity. So, I would suggest to you that people who are in that kind of state recognize that they can open to greater intensity of this and can become more powerful creators by handling greater intensity and and and, and what tips can you what tips can you um can you offer for those people i'm one of those people i have an overabundance issue <laughs> right. and it is a different it is a different issue than um somebody who's constantly creating out of fears absolutely but, so but how can how can to, to help other people. And if you run out of people to help, let me know. <laughs> no, but yeah, but I, I get a lot of clients as well through my hypnosis um, and through different interviews who they're like, okay, I have, I know that we're in, we're in the fifth dimension. I know that we're in the higher dimensions because never before in my life have so much good stuff happening it just synchronicities all over the place i don't have to work that hard it's just but now it's it's almost like how do i focus so what tips for those people can you give them so they can get the best experience out of the things they're working on so let me give you an example i have a, have clients that come through and they are they're computer programmers and they're going okay i have all this great idea but we have to get something to the market and we have to finish the project um, so how do we focus on all these great ideas? So you focus on what feeling do you want? Because that's what you're trying to manifest, feelings. So you decide what feelings you want. Are you after, or is the programmer after, people feeling um, satisfied and um, happy that they are more productive? Uh, is that what, or that they can make more money? What is it that the programmer is trying to help people do? What, right. what feelings do the customers, um, are they supposed to be able to achieve with that product? Right. Let me ask you another thing too, because I'm in Seattle and we have a lot of, of um, IT people here in a lot of different areas. And now that we're doing online uh, school for some people, and that might be an, a future aspect of the curriculum, etc. Um, 
one of the things is a lot of the IT professionals that I talk to in my field and the ones that come in for hypnosis, um, many of them, they, they want to do good. They want to help people make that connection. They want to know that the work that they're doing is, is making the world a better place, not a worse place. But the algorithm has kind of served what people what they want. And so it's going to serve people um, more of what they want. And if they're just constantly manifesting out of 3D, 3D fears and anxiety, then they're going to get more of the negativity on their newsfeed on, on all the different apps that they work on. And so that's not what the programmers wanted. They just created it so that they can help people connect and enjoy the product um, and also make some money. But the algorithm is designed to serve you what you want and you spend all the customers spend all the time on these negative things. And so they get more of the negative things. So it's kind of like a catch 22. What do you say to those people working in it? Who's going, well, it went out of control. How do we fix so it this? Depends on what the individual programmers are after for themselves. What feelings do they want for themselves? Okay. Obviously they want to, to help people, but, uh, IT is not the only way to help people, and uh, it is not the only way to um, connect with people. So they need to be mindful of their own emotional um, satisfaction. There are they able to take care of themselves emotionally with what they are doing? Are they mm -hmm. being nurtured emotionally, energetically? by the work. And so that's a question they'll have to answer for themselves. Yeah, I, I, re I really see, Stuart, I see a lot. I mean, I'm obviously I'm here in Seattle. So the West Coast, Seattle, Silicon, Silicon Valley um, has an interesting um, fact, you know, aspect of, of the work that they do. A lot of the people in these professions that I've come across from my work, um, they're very high vibe. They're very, they're trying to be very conscious. They're trying to work on their awakening and spiritual development and really increase their energy and be a more conscious creator um, in themselves, in their life and in the work. But what they find is they become um, almost like a slave to their work because they're constantly in the rat race of the algorithm of trying to put out the next product. And the intention that they got into the work has fallen out the window. So they're trying to, many of them are trying to find, um, you know, a way to reset and get back to the roots of why they went into it in the first place. Um, so, you know, how can they use their, skills and knowledge to enter into other industries and help people um, interact with life more than just sitting there on their social media, on their apps, on the technology, because the technology that many of them created were to help assist us into having a much easier, better life, but it's kind of working against the intentions. So they're like, well, how do, well, how do we do this? And so that's what I find in my hypnosis. And I, you know, I was a student radical back in the 1960s. And I actually spent months driving around the country, meeting every new left person I could find. And um, at the end of it, I found that these people, many of them were idealists, but more than, than uh, the, well, a majority of them seemed to not be interested in changing the world. They were interested in changing who ran the world. Mm. And so um, 
it was clear to me then as it is today that in order to change the world you have to change yourself exactly so i would suggest to those to those people that are coming to you that the more they change themselves that is to say find the peace within themselves find the compassion within themselves and then find the joy within the in themselves in their inner self and exploring their inner self that that's where they will find the most powerful way to change the world so they start by changing themselves by getting to know who they are and being okay with that finding their peace within and then operating from there from that place where they can be peaceful in everything they do right but, uh, right oh i was going to say thing you know i wanted to say um you know the like the golden age of humanity is full of people who take self responsibility for their well-being without being made to do so okay and and like you say they've integrated their consciousness into the experience and you know as we move forward i think people are going to realize that their self-worth is not measured in 3D terms such as how expensive is your car or your house or what your status is instead it's going to be how spiritual you are you know how 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 um how much energy do you radiate how how do you consciously create something with your energy these are the questions these are the things that the next experience and the next generation is going to be focusing on i really truly see that in your work and other people's work um and you know with our advanced energy our advanced merkabas we travel and we see the stars and the multiverse you know with ourselves so you know there's just so much material that you can go into um do you have any last messages that you want to leave people with i do i definitely do i want to bring it down to some very basic things that is to say in terms of success and how do we measure success pleasure is the measure of success are you enjoying your life very simple do you feel good that's what you need to be paying attention to if you're not paying attention to how good you feel or whether you're feeling good at all then you're missing the whole point you're missing life life is about learning how to feel good and mastering the energy to find ways to feel even better so the measuring stick has to be feeling good which is what pleasure is right right stuart i think we've given people lots of good nuggets of information to consider today and for how they can construct their reality and how they can walk the path of being a conscious manifester in the higher dimensions of earth that we're already in and so everybody if you want more information um about Stuart Blackburn's offerings and his work and how it can help you um go visit his website it's stuartblackburn.com and Stuart thank you kindly for um joining me here at Macaba Chakras today for this great interview and for everyone else thank you for listening to another enlightening conversation until next time mahalo aloha <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. For more information about today's guest, please go to the show description. For more information about Vaughn's metaphysical work, please go to MerkabaChakras.com. The views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension. Until we meet again, blessings.